This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Everybody. This is Aaron Evernham from Wing Nation. This is going to be our weekly podcast, one of the a few that we rotate, and it's going to be called As You Know, Aaron. One of the things that I've really enjoyed over the years doing Wing Nation is when a lot of the drivers refer to something on the track, whether it's driving, technical, and they'll say, As You Know, Aaron, because I obviously have raced in the past. So in those moments, sometimes I want to take the conversation a little bit further and talk a little bit more technical, and sometimes Steve starts to roll his eyes and want to talk about something more fun. So we thought maybe once maybe once a month we'd sit down with a different driver or someone in the industry and maybe get a little bit more technical, talk about safety, talk about parts and pieces, talk about motors, um, and, and just, you know, things in general in our sport. So this week we're going to sit down with Dave Blaney um, and, and just talk to him about Sharon Speedway, his driving career, driving style, all sorts of questions. So I'm looking forward to, to starting off this new series. So, um, Dave, just wanted to catch up with you today. Um, you know, when we do our, our weekly shows with Steve, sometimes some of the drivers want to get a little technical and I get like really interested when we, whether it's talking about, you know, pedaling a car or tires or whatever. And Steve is just not keeping up and I try to keep going down that road. So we decided this year to start this new show where I can get a little bit more technical with the guys. Like and we can kind of take it any direction you want. Um, we can talk about safety. We can talk about driving. We can talk about tires. I'm not super mechanical, but I know enough to be dangerous. <laughs> um, so it's just a, an interesting kind of side note to Wing Nation. Um, you know, one of the things I think that I wanted to talk to you about, maybe we'll start there, is the difference in driving a sprint car versus a stock car. You've had the opportunity to drive all sorts of different cars throughout mm-hmm. your career. Yeah. And I found, and granted, it's been almost 20 years now since I raced sprint cars. Well, 10 years since I raced it all. But in a sprint car, it seemed like there was always more room for a driver to carry the car a little bit. Like a good driver could possibly, it, it might not be like that anymore. Competition's so stiff and there's such great equipment out there. But just talk about the difference um, in that sense between a stock car and a sprint car. Yeah, you're right about a driver carrying it a little bit more because you can, in a wing sprint car anyway, you can, yeah. there's a point where you can run them sort of out of control somewhat and catch them all the time. That's, mm-hmm. how you, that's how you drive them most of the time is past the, grip level right yeah just catch it or follow it to the cushion or whatever and and uh, so it makes more of a i don't know it's kind of a momentum thing at times where you're sliding it just to get mm-hmm. slide it to some traction to go yeah. and stock cars are you know nothing like that it's it, you know, the car's got to be in a certain spot and you know keeping grip in all the wheels and yeah completely different all and when you're pedaling like a, a sprint car when i mean by pedaling for some of the viewers you're using the brake and the gas to kind of keep the car set or exactly where you want it. Did you do that a lot in a stock car? I mean, I was never very successful in a stock car, so whatever I did was probably not right. Yeah. Um, but there's so much of that that happens in a sprint car, especially when you're trying to run the bottom or trying to keep momentum through the slick. Is that something that you also did in a stock car? <clears throat> no, I think that was part of my problem in a stock car. A lot of times I was didn't coast enough off pedals, mm. um, part throttle a little bit, trying to do what I always did and, and the part throttle thing kind of just kept the car tight in a, in a stock car sense 
And uh, so when I got myself to just, you know, all the time, somebody in my ear, let it roll, let it roll, let it roll. And uh, when you get yourself to do that, it's, that's completely foreign to sprint cars is letting the car coast yeah. with as much speed as you can, how, it's, how you do in a stock car. So that was probably my biggest hurdle yeah. was figuring that out. And when you first, I mean, you had a lot of success in sprint cars. You you won uh, Knoxville Nationals, World of Outlaw Championship, and then you came to stock cars. Had, did you have any pavement experience at that point? Um, no stock car, maybe yeah. Silver Crown on oh, pavement, yeah. okay. maybe some sprint car races a little bit. But um, no, did all that at um, way too late in life, actually. <laughs> and it, it wasn't, didn't thrive as well as it maybe could have, but. Well, you had a pretty I, decent career. <laughs> yeah, it was still good. Yeah. Um, good experience all around. So when your stock car career started to wind down, what was the, I mean, I know your, your family's always been involved in Sharon Speedway, but what was the motivation to get back in the sprint car? Was it something that was always in the back of your mind or was it something that just evolved? Um, I can't say it was always in the back of my mind. Yeah. When, I, when I went NASCAR racing, that was maybe 98, I bet it was at least eight years before I even ever got back mm -hmm. in a sprint car for the first time. Um, yeah, 2006 maybe. Yeah, and then when it was winding down in stock cars, yeah, why not? I, I had a shop and um, Eric Bergen uh, was helping me so we could we'd go racing a little bit and it's it's been just a little bit of racing. Actually in 2018, I ran full time with uh, mm -hmm. All Stars. But other than that, it's been, ah, let's go race this week. Yeah. <laughs> When you look back at your career, obviously a NASCAR career was successful. It provides a wonderful living. It, it can afford you to do a lot of things. But when you look back at as far as any, obviously still currently driving sprint cars, comparing the, the cars, like just from a driving standpoint, what what's more fun? Um, both when you're really? running for a win. Yeah. Exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. But it's if you wherever. had to like go test for a day. Um. It just depends what you're into. If the, yeah. the cup car, there's challenges. How can we make the car a little better here, there? How can I do it better? Same in a sprint car. It's just what uh, what your mindset is at the moment. If I had to pick, yeah, I'd probably pick sprint cars. But yeah, either way. Yeah. So you know, we look at sprint cars, and it's one of the the forms of motorsports that really hasn't changed all that much. When you look at NASCAR, the evolution of different cars they've gone through, the rule book, whatever. Sprint cars is starting to get a little bit more and more uh, of a rule book and a little more, but just just talk about that. I mean, sprint cars are really basic machines. Um, and I know one of the things you like to do was tinker and do a little engineering and come up with um, different parts and pieces. Uh, but just talk about sprint cars as far as that is. Like, the sport is still pretty basic in many ways. It is, surprisingly mm -hmm. so, because the, the rule book is not real um, tight. You, there's a lot of options to, um, as far as width, length, um, mm -hmm. just basic dimensions of the car. There's lots of room to work. And um, I'm going to say the basic dimensions as far as wheelbase, width, height, all that kind of stuff has been the same since the yeah. mid-80s, at least. So it's, um, it is strange, but all the pieces, parts, um, you know, everything is so much better these days, mm -hmm. um, performance-wise, rel reliability-wise. And um, a lot of it, I think, is the wing. You just kind of live on that wing. And, yeah. Uh, you may you try to make different cars where you think you can okay this car can make more traction maybe uh, but it's still an overall maybe you have more traction at corner exit but you still have to make an entry and make a make a lap and so it doesn't always translate the uh, tried proven type cars it, it's hard to get away from them you can make little gains you'd think somebody could um, kind of redesign it a little bit and make a decent gain but it's it's hard 
Sage Fruit is a premium grower, packer, and shipper of Washington tree fruit. Apples, pears, and cherries, and it's always an exceptional eating experience, and they're grown in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. Not only is their produce healthy, but they are grown with such care and precision that you can count on each piece of fruit having exceptional flavor. High-quality fruit, exceptional flavor, healthy snacking. Make sure when you go to your local grocery store, ask for Sage Fruit. Sage Fruit, it's our first choice for quick and easy snacking. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com. Yeah. What are some of the, I mean, obviously we, we always talk tires, shocks, wings, uh, motor, of course. Where do you see people playing with the most right now? Is it still all of those things? I think shocks more than anything. Shock. Shocks and maybe some um, in that in that area anyway. I think the engines are very good at the moment. I think there's an art to detuning them at mm-hmm. times for slick tracks, and I think everybody's into that somewhat. Um Tires, you're locked into tires, mainly uh, with a spec tire. So for me, the wing is the biggest um, piece of equipment you have to go fast. Yeah. You take that wing off that car, it's three seconds a lap slower. Yeah. So for my cars, I try to optimize what the wing can do for me. And uh, that's that's how I look at it. So when you're like something, say working towards this year, um, you know, I know tires are like people are concerned about a shortage of, of tires and, and even parts in general right now are concerned. People worried about getting their their engines redone um, this season. But what are what are some areas you mentioned? You mentioned shocks. But where do you you mentioned detuning motors? Where are some places that you feel like you can still focus on within the rules? You mentioned wing, I, I guess. Um, <clears throat> there's tons of room in the in the setups and sprint cars between, mm-hmm. you know, height of the car, width of the car, spring rates, all that kind of stuff. Um, a, a huge amount to gain, it's, and and I, and I was part of it for a long time. And once you get in a little a little box that your car runs well in, you kind of stay there. You don't venture too much mm-hmm. either way. But if you look at it in reality, if you go to most tracks, you know, let's say it's a 16 second qualifying lap. It mm-hmm. could be a 20 second lap in the feature. Yeah. Well, that thing that ran good in 16 second track is not going to be that great in a 20 second track so i think big changes sometimes um are risky but can prove way better than just kind of staying with what you got Mm -hmm. so i think there's gains in that just having more options with your race car as far as when it's and there's lots of guys that have options especially guys that run Maybe they run Port Royal every week or we have some. They have a setup for this speed track, this speed track, right down the line. And that's that's how you have to do it with a sprint car where the track changes speed so much. And um that's where that's where I try to work at Sharon. It's super slick, super slow, and uh, it's a good place to work on on that kind of stuff. Set uh, set up stuff for slick ratio. Yeah. We talk about like high speed tracks. I, I've been far out of it where I don't really know what teams do, but you, you look at you know, NASCAR and you have short track cars, you have speedway cars. And again, I've been out of that for long enough. I don't know exactly because I know there's a whole new car coming, whatever. But 
why do sprint car teams, is it travel logistics or is there really not that much advantage to like on a short track, maybe running a shorter wheelbase car versus, you know, going to Knoxville and bigger tracks and like, do you see where, I know some of the guys, at least motor wise, will run different motors Mm -hmm. for different tracks, but why do you, why do you not see them doing more specifically for tracks? Is it because every track, the the dirt is going to be different there, you know, there's variables to every single track, I guess you go to. Yeah, I think logistics is a lot of it. Having, um, if you're um, a local racer, maybe your track will call for a shorter car, longer car, whatever, Mm. and you'll stick with it. But if you're a a full-time racer and you're racing every type of racetrack, you're going to pick something you know is going to be okay everywhere and and just live with that and learn what to do with that in all situations. So, um, yeah, it's uh, right now I think sprint car racing is cooler than it's ever been as far as, the, the competition on the racetrack, the um, parts pieces, you know, yeah, you can buy everything you need. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to make anything yourself, which there's an argument for that's not great. But the other side of it is it's really good pieces and parts, really reliable, yeah. and uh, you, you can't beat it. You talk about the competitiveness, competitiveness of sprint cars right now, and, and dirt track racing in general is kind of booming. Short mm-hmm. track racing in, in general, but really wing sprint car racing. I mean, mm-hmm. you think about the number of USAC guys now that are coming over to run wing sprint cars, mm-hmm. and um, you know whether it's what you and Tony and Casey started to and do 10 or 15 years ago by supporting sprint car world, whatever it may be. Why do you think that's happened? Is it because it's just true racing and you can go on a Saturday night and you can watch now on streaming and it's it's quick it's not there for three days right. what what do you think is behind the the awesome craze for us people who have loved it all along um for racers it's money I mean you, you mm-hmm. race for a lot of money racing mm-hmm. wing sprint cars I don't care if you're racing full-time outlaws full-time all-stars even if you sat in Pennsylvania all year long and yeah. race there there's a lot of money to be raced for so I think that's a big um point for the USAC guys to, yeah. to go do it, but it's just such good racing right now. Um, and, and I think the streaming part of it has made a world of difference. Yeah. Just put so many new eyeballs on the sport. And um, we know at Sharon, there's new people, all, we see new people all the time, especially the World of Outlaws last year at Sharon. It was incredible how many people were new that we haven't seen before. And, and um, that's a good thing. That's interesting. Like, you know, from your perspective, you're a track owner or, or part of a track. Um, you've heard so many people, you heard so many people in the beginning of streaming say it was a negative. You know, you're sure. going to stream it. People aren't going to come sit in the grandstands. But I feel like over time, that seems to have been negated, that you're seeing new people, there's more eyeballs on it. Yeah. And it's actually bringing people, oh, they're actually in town. I'm going to go watch them. Mm-hmm. Is that, I mean, it's, it's neat to hear that the, it's supported by track owners. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. Um, and I was, we were the same way, Sharon, you know, which way to go on that. But uh, it's overwhelming now, especially maybe with a mix of social media that everybody mm-hmm. can talk um, through that. And so I say, I would talk about word of mouth with our Speedway. Well, it's, it's not mouth anymore. It's what you type, right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's huge. Yeah. What happens, good or bad, it can affect you both ways, but it's huge. How involved are you on the day-to-day stuff for Sharon? Um, no, not much not day-to-day. Not day-to-day, but like the, the business side of it, the, the planning, the scheduling. Yeah, my wife and I, and um, Dave Willoughby runs a mm-hmm. track up there, and his wife. So the four of us, uh, they're up there day-to-day running it all year. And, and um, But my wife and I have, you know, are, are in it too, so. I mean, it seems like in the last few years, you guys are, you know, Outlaws and um, the SRX race. I know we mentioned earlier coming yeah. to, to your track this year. You guys really seem to are 
leading to bigger events, and it seems to be growing. I, I hear more and more people. I mean, I remember going to the Sharon Nationals years and years ago, and it wasn't as big of an event. How old are you? I'm old. <laughs> yeah, your brother beat me by not much, and I'm still not. I'm still mad about it. He started on the pole. You can't be part of the track and start on the pole. <laughs> I had to start like sixth or seventh. Wow. You Sorry, did. I didn't forget that. <laughs> no, I, I do love that track. But um, but yeah, as far as track ownership going, and you're talking about the sport being so healthy, it's got to be kind of a good time to be uh, involved. You've seen the sport go through different phases. But right now, Sharon seems pretty healthy. It is. And, um, you know, Sharon's a, a little track, a little small facility, I'll say, compared to looking at Knoxville or Eldora. So we can't put giant crowds in. But but we can't have World of Outlaw races and All Star mm -hmm. races and and um, honestly, um, I don't even know how long it's been now four years five years. We um, reshaped the track a little bit and different dirt. Um, Steve Steinley from Port Royal came mm -hmm. in and helped us. Uh, we've been friends a long time and um, that that turned it around. It, I mean, it completely turned it around as far as racer support, fan support. Uh, we have a and, and Dave and the crew up there learned how to prepare it to where it's slick, smooth, no dust, very little dust, and um, most of the time really good racing all over the track. So when you can have that, my, now my word of mouth thing gets good, and, uh, and it just keeps growing. When you say it turned things around, was it immediately noticeable? Or like, you know, obviously the racers appreciate that because a consistent track that, that makes, and the fans appreciate the, a consistent track and good racing. Mm -hmm. But how quickly did you see that when you put a new surface on it? Yeah, immediately. That's I mean, awesome. word of mouth was way better. and. And uh, it, it's not for everybody. It's it's slick and it's slow. You know, you, we could run, if the track's sticky, you run 13 second laps at mm -hmm. Sharon. Well, most races are one in the 17 or 18 second bracket. But in in our in my mind, it doesn't matter if they're racing two or three wide for the win. And uh, but some fans don't dig it, and but but most do. So it's yeah. uh, it's a different thing. Yeah, well, I feel like slick races usually provide a good race. You know, even yeah. if it might be slower, that's usually a better race. Yeah. And I want to hit a little bit on the safety side of, of sprint car racing, which isn't always fun to talk about. Some people, you know, shy away from it. But you're a track owner and a racer. Um, we talked about how sprint cars haven't really evolved, and unfortunately, our sport has seen some fatalities in, in recent years and some serious injuries. What areas, I mean, obviously like the seat is, is something of concern and, and people getting hit with the, the you know, the tor torque tube and whatnot, but where are areas that, do you see something in a sprint car where you think, man, this is something I wish they'd mandate or this is something that they need to work on? Um, nothing that leaps out. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is, uh, from my main career of sprint cars in the 90s, you know, the seats of today are so much better. Mm -hmm. This... Um, Fiberwork seat from from mm -hmm. here in Mooresville that I use is incredible. I think it's it, it's so tough it you can't smash it in the torque tube can't smash it up into you. Mm -hmm. um, the Hans device is huge. Um, everything's better, you know. And, and World of Outlaws mandated thicker tubing through the cars. Yep. You see way less. You don't see any cars coming apart anymore, really. Mm -hmm. So the main danger that I see is getting hit by another car. Mm -hmm. You know, getting speared. In the cockpit, so um, you know the fire suppression thing. They're they're putting out. There's nothing wrong with that no. at all. Um, everybody hates change a little bit, but they're <laughs> just you just you just can't argue with a safety item. Yeah, you just can't. Yeah. And it's not. Huge well, you money. think about now the sprint cars that you know the side got the side panels like up to here. I mean, depending on how you land, you might really want that fire suppression well, system. Yeah, and it's not 
uncommon to get knocked out in a sprint car wreck. They're going mm -hmm. so fast, the impacts are huge. And and I've been there, and if you know it's both happened, get knocked out, and it's on fire, you, you got a problem. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think it's a little weird to me that they don't. Um, well, they can do whatever they want for rules, but a rock screen is huge mm -hmm. for me. I, I wouldn't run without one. Mm -hmm. I've seen way too many helmets get split apart and things come through shields, and mm -hmm. I've had it happen. So that's a weird thing that some people don't Why run. Why do you but think I, they don't mandate it? Because it's I, I've never really understood that. I mean, I know there's certain drivers that say they won't race if they, yeah. if they have to use one, but I don't understand that. To me, it seems pretty simple. Yeah, but I I remember the first few times, and it was weird. You didn't you yeah. seem like you couldn't focus as well and they didn't want to change and, and and i can understand if hey it's my head in my opinion it's my car and i might want to run that one <laughs> so i'm going to run one of mine how whatever it falls it falls yeah well, fair <laughs> enough so from the track side of things you know there's really no governing body that mandates anything for dirt tracks right i mean no one's checking your safety do, does i know the world of outlaws are, are working on things where people go ahead and kind of have a, maybe a checklist of things they'd like to see or at least that's what i, I mean again i'm kind of removed from it at the facility mm -hmm. yeah is, but um how do you see that coming i feel like you know every driver especially even when it was announced that they were going to do this fire suppression system and drivers complained and one of the things was like well when are they going to make tra tracks have to have certain standards um what what are your thoughts on that obviously i i mean i haven't been sharing in years but i know your guy your, your safety was always important and your facility was really nice but and and there were tracks i raced at mm -hmm. back in the day and i wondered wow something happened to me this could get real interesting here yeah well i do think most tracks now realize that, that they have to take care of that i think even in the last decade you know, a lot of promoters just trying to stay alive and not mm -hmm. so the catch fence or this guardrail or this jersey barrier wasn't really a concern to them. Yeah. And right, rightfully so. So um, the sanctioning body getting involved, you know, I know Tony Stewart was um, kind of spear, spearheaded getting involved with racetracks. And it's it's a good thing. Um, we have a great fire crew, I think, at Sharon, mm -hmm. <clears throat> which we think is important. Could, could our guardrail catch fence thing be better? Yes, it could. Yeah. Um, but it, it is a good thing to at least take care of the obvious. You can't have jersey barriers with a with a gap yeah. in them where you can spear right into it. So the obvious things nowadays are taken care of, and and uh, that's it's progress. Right? Yeah, and when you look at a, a sanctioning body, like you know, you know, think of the NHRA. Obviously, NASCAR they have a traveling safety crew that goes with them. It, uh, to me, that would be something that would be really neat to see some of these. You know, as our sport is growing and there is more money involved and more sponsorship and uh, there's a lot more we can put into it, I think that would be something neat to see. Would you agree with that? Where yes. some people are trained to cut the car open in the proper way and to remove a driver properly, you know. Yes, it would, no, no doubt, if they could make that happen. Um, but I think even now, I think the all-star group and the World of Outlaw mm -hmm. group, if they, they go to a track and they see something, they'll, they'll talk to the promoter mm -hmm. about it and hopefully next time they come back, it's fixed. So yeah. there is there is a dialogue I think, and it it's con continually going to get better. But yeah, having a crew would be a, a huge leap forward. Yeah. yeah. Now going back to when we first started chatting, I think before we even started recording, you talked about just running a handful of races, six races at Sharon. You said yeah. you, you had on your on your <laughs> schedule. Why only six? And do you think you'll add more, or just see how things go? Mm, well, my whole team consists of one car and maybe two <laughs> engines this year. I'm gonna upgrade the two from one, so I don't wanna have much stuff and. And, um, you know, I, I like going to Sharon, so there's six good races there. Mm -hmm. There's four all-star races, two outlaw races, and 
we'll just see how it goes from there. Um, I went to Eldora last year with big, big hopes of running good there in the slick, and it didn't work out very good. <laughs> Qualified good, and then in the slick where I thought we would shine, we were terrible. So we think we've narrowed that down to something in the car, and the driver sucks at big tracks. <laughs> Maybe you'll edit that out. I don't know. <laughs> you mentioned it's not as easy as you get older to, to race and keep up. Uh, what what makes you think that? I mean, you, you won a race at your track last year with the World of Outlaws. You're obviously, you're doing all right. But what is it that you think in your mind as you get to be? Is it your perception? Is it your timing? Is it all of those things? Yeah, Sharon's a great equalizer, right? Slow and slick, and all you do is get, make your car do all the work, and, and you got a shot. So, well, I'm pretty sure there's some driver yeah. input, but sure. Well, um, pretty sure I, I, I can't do it. <laughs> get my car. <laughs> don't tempt me. Don't tempt me. Um, I don't know what it is. There's there's something between um, the eyes and the brain that mm -hmm. that just kind of goes away, and um, I can't explain. I think when I was younger, if the cushion was over there. I could be looking here, still be an inch of where I needed to be. I could just do it all. Now I have to be <laughs> I have to be staring at it. It's just not the same. Sage Fruit is a premium grower, packer, and shipper of Washington tree fruit. Apples, pears, and cherries, and it's always an exceptional eating experience, and they're grown in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. Not only is their produce healthy, but they are grown with such care and precision that you can count on each piece of fruit having exceptional flavor. High-quality fruit, exceptional flavor, healthy snacking. Make sure when you go to your local grocery store, ask for Sage Fruit. Sage Fruit, it's our first choice for quick and easy snacking. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Now, having, like, you ran a full season 2018, and you've run a decent amount, does it help when you're doing it more often, or do you just still notice, like, things like that in general? It doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> it's just more frustrating and more frustrating. More pressure, more frustration, <laughs> all the things. So we'll focus on something I can maybe do, right? Oh, so that's awesome. It's, um, I, I don't know. It, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a strange thing, and you see some guys don't seem to struggle with it and some guys do and it's, it's, yeah. it's odd. Interesting. So we've t covered a little bit about a track owner, a racer. Now I want to talk about the dad of a successful racer. How many of Ryan's events do you usually get to? Most of them or I mean how do you how do you balance all this? Um, well before all this issue the last year or two um, oh. maybe half of them. Yeah. Um, not that many I have to fly to. If I can drive to do it I might go. But, yeah. And um, well a few years ago I was running sprint cars a lot and missed some but um, yeah, if I feel like I can see a lot at the racetrack, I go. If I feel like I can see more on TV, I stay home. <laughs> Makes uh, sense. Yeah, it's easy. Has to he say ever that. gone in a sprint car? When he was young, a few times, Time. really young. Okay. I remember we asked um, him about it once. Yeah, 14, 15. He, he drove this little limited car at Sharon one night, just hopped in it and almost won. He had trouble and he went and we were practicing my car, I think it. At Gastonia, at that Carolina track. Yeah. Uh, he he went with us one night, and he had he had been racing. He was 15 probably, so he's watching me run around a racetrack and I'm running hard. Yeah. Right. So he gets in this thing, and he thinks he can just run just as hard. And 
I just honestly, I, I watched him run two laps and I just turned and walked, started walking toward the trailer. I knew it was going to happen. Oh boy. I was just waiting for the bang. And <laughs> so somehow I, the motor slowed down and he drove in the pit area. I'm like, wow. Wow. Uh, that was not, that was frightening. So just way over his head, way too soon. Wait, so he killed the motor? No, he just finally slowed down and came in. Oh, I thought you were like, no, oh, okay. no. He so didn't, he didn't wreck. He You're didn't shoot. wreck. No, it was amazing. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. He's, but he's, um, I, and now, right now, I wish I'd have seen him run a sprint car. I think he could do mm. incredible things in it. He, he's got some, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but he, he's got some hand-eye coordination that is off the charts. Really? Yeah. So when you see, like, you see Kyle Larson, obviously, still run a lot of sprint cars, Christopher Bell, and even Chase has now been doing some more dirt stuff. Does Ryan have any interest in doing, dabbling a little bit more? I think he does, but he, he knows that, it, that's not what he came from. Yeah. You know, Larson, Bell, that's all what they came from. Yeah. So it's easy to go back. Oh, he would have to go and like learn Chase, it. which, yeah. Yeah, well, that, see, Chase is just having fun with it. Yeah. Because he didn't come from it. And uh, so that's tough when you got to go back and learn it. And um, the team, you know, the Penske group is not keen on yeah. going to watch that stuff either. So, yeah. which I think is fine. Yeah. So when you're uh, watching Ryan, and I'm sure it's probably gotten easier over time, but I've learned even myself, my daughter riding horses or whatever, like I am a nervous wreck. And when you're driving and you're the one competing, you're so focused on what you're doing. It's just all fun and games, but <laughs> it's not easy to be a parent watching. Does it get better? Yes, it gets okay. better. Um, Even like when they're at Talladega and Daytona and stuff? Like, like I don't that. like those at all. Yeah. For my, it was it was fun when I did it. It's not <laughs> exactly. fun. Exactly. I was worried to death when he's doing it. <laughs> but that's the only tracks. The, the rest of them yeah. don't seem to have any problem. And I was, even though I was never really worried too much that he'd get hurt or was nervous about that. That wasn't, I don't know why, but yeah. that wasn't ever much of it. But even like, I, I, even denial, for me, I, I guess I'm like, it's a little bit of the competitiveness too. <laughs> like, I, she, you know, my daughter's like in the entry classes to horses and I'm like, and, and you know, obviously Ray and I are both there ridiculously competitive. We're like, we just want her to have a good successful event. <laughs> and then they announced that she finishes third and we're like, what the heck? She wasn't third. She was so, she should, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, we got to, we got to tone it down. So, yeah. Well, we, we went through the whole kid racing thing from, yeah. eight, from eight years old. So you quickly learned, um, and I wasn't, I wasn't that competitive with him early. It's just more about learning and making sure he learned. If I saw something, so you got to work on this. So if we learned it that night, that was a good night. Yeah. No matter what happened. Yeah. So more a learning thing. Yeah. Well, maybe I need to take some lessons from you. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> it's a struggle. So, you know, before we, we end, is there any topic in sprint cars that you think that, I don't know, that it is something up for discussion, whether it be safety, whether it be um, tire compounds, or if you would love to see the tire rule opened up, I don't know, like anything. Is there anything that you would like to see happen in the sprint car world in, in the next year, six months? I don't know. I think it's going in a great direction mm -hmm. right now. And say, you say something about the tires, and, and I wasn't up for it too much when they first come out with the spec tire. And I understand the spec tire for the money side mm -hmm. of it. But then it, um, they, well, I don't know how to say it, but the tire got a little, it, it's much, much, much different than it is as far as the construction and how stiff it is. Mm -hmm. So, but now I think it's the greatest thing ever. Really? Honestly, I think it's, it's made the race cars harder to drive, harder to get hooked up, harder to make them handle right. So it's, it's kind of equalized. It's not like before the spec tire came in, I think you saw a lot of races won from the front row, just leader gone. Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen. It doesn't, really, it yeah. doesn't happen anymore. And I think 
the tire is part of it. I really do. They're hard to they're hard to deal and with it, right now. Is that have something to do with the sidewall? Didn't yeah, people talk about so. is it is it softer so or is it stiffer <clears throat> sidewall? No, it's very soft and it, it ends up being on the racetrack being really narrow and okay. folded under okay. the car and yeah, hard to deal with, which I think has ended up being a good thing. So when you're if you start on the pole, you're not getting all that extra traction or whatever and it's it's equalizing. Yeah, I think it's just taking away a bunch of traction. Now you have to deal so, with it. And, um, you know, in the wing cars, if you got traction and with all the downforce, you're, mm -hmm. you're, you're gone. So, Is that something you've seen really change um, in, in sprint cars? You know, we always talked about dirty air in, in NASCAR, but obviously in sprint cars, it's a big thing. And it seemed to get, like you said, a few years ago that if you started on the front, you were just gone. And that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. But is that something that you have seen get trickier over time is the dirty air with sprint cars? Mm, it just depends how fast you're going. The faster yeah. you're going, the more it compounds everything. So um, I know even at Eldora, even at the, on the start of a race at Eldora, you're going Ooh. pretty fast there. So even coming off turn four of the green flag, if you're starting clearing the back, your car is wanting to tip over. You have no air yeah. on your car at all. It's the, it's that the makes turn one a little interesting. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. So. Um, <laughs> But um, the slower the cars go, the slicker the track, it, it kind of goes away. Yeah. Somewhat. It's always there. And over your entire career, what was the most, uh, what's your biggest accomplishment? We'll stay in, in sprint car racing. Was it, was it Knoxville? Was it the championship? Was it Kings Royal? What, was, what, what would you say is the top accomplishment? I don't know. Um, a couple Kings Royal wins. I, it was, it was um, you know, Eldora's an Ohio track. I was from yeah. Ohio. And that was always a big that was a big thing for the Ohio guys to go yeah. run good. You know, back then, Hodge Shield, Kenny Jacobs, and <clears> there was a Eldora bunch of us. Like... Yeah, Jack Hewitt. There was a bunch of us from Ohio that wanted to, wanted to win all the races there. And, and uh, getting a couple of those was, was good. And, and there was a point in um, well, was about the last five years I raced with Kenny Woodruff mm -hmm. working on the car. We won a lot of races there between Kings Royals or Bay Ones or whatever. Yeah. And um, that, was, that was fun. That's awesome. And that was when Eldora wasn't necessarily always dry, slick to the top. And it seemed, I don't know, maybe it's my <clears throat> imagination, but it looked like it had a little more banking back in the day. It did. It yeah. had more banking in the top lane. Like, I think I ran there for 10 years and didn't make two laps on the bottom in 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> you just didn't if yeah. you wanted to have a chance. So, but now you, you can. But yeah. The race is better now, but it was, it was cooler before. It's yeah, better now. Yeah. It was cool when there was a big old curb up there. Yeah. I was the a little intimidated the first time I went there. <laughs> I'll never forget. It. Well, I appreciate your time. I mean, I could sit here and chat sprint cars with you all the time and uh, or, or for a lot longer, but I appreciate you coming in. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. Do you have an unused car, truck, motorcycle, boat, or RV taking up space? Put it to good use by donating it to the NASCAR Foundation. Proceeds help fund medical resources for children in our racing community. Your wheels can heal. Call 844-NASCAR-9 and we'll come tow away your vehicle for free. The process is quick and your gift is tax deductible. Call 844-NASCAR-9 to donate your vehicle to the NASCAR Foundation today. Your donation will help our children survive and thrive. 